Welcome to the Diversity on the Hill podcast with Pastor Jonathan and Pastor Curcio. Here are the ground rules for our conversation. Respect one another. Openness. No assumptions allowed. Mistakes are welcome. And let's grow together. Enjoy the conversation. everybody. Hey, it's Pastor Jonathan, or as I'd like to be called, PJ. Pastor Curcio here as well, as I'm, I like to call, be called, uh, I don't know yet. Yeah, we'll just call him Curcio or PK. Whatever works. I just want you to know, he's looking good today. He's, oh. I, <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, hey, welcome to the Diversity on a Hill podcast. Man, we are excited. This is episode number three. Already? Already. Man, <laughs> I can't believe they still got us on air. Yeah, I know. Well, the thing is, they can't really take us off. Can they take us off? I don't know. Maybe they can. No, only if we violate any rules. Oh, okay. All right. Well, let's not let's not do any of those. Well, hey, we don't know how many people are listening, but if you're listening, welcome. We're so excited you are listening. We've got a we've got a doozy of a topic today. Doozy. Yeah. All right. What what's the doozy? Well, today's topic is protests. Whew. Yeah. What do you think of that? What what's what comes to your mind when I say protests? Are we gonna get on the hill this fast? Oh man, we're 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 on the hill. We just started on the hill. That's what we're doing. All right, on the hill is our segment when we get on and we talk about the topic. So here we go. Protest. Now, this was brought really, really to light. Well, I guess I wanna say recently, the most recent case of all this uh breaking out was Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick. Let's let's yeah. He's the modern protester. There's sure. been protests all throughout our our life, right? Or all throughout human history. Right, right. And I'm I'm talking more in the U.S. Right, U.S. Right, and uh, someone using their platform to be able to protest against something. How about we we do the definition first? You you know the definition. The Merriam-Webster definition is number one: a solemn declaration of opinion, and usually of dissent. Number two, acting or objecting or a gesture of disapproval. Number three, a complaint, objection, or display of unwillingness. Usually an idea or a course of action. That's probably where we're kind of at. I, right? I believe so. And the last one, an objection made to an official or a governing body of a sport. Mm. So that's, what, that's the definition of a protest. And so through history, there's been a lot of protests, but we really want to talk more about kind of what we're seeing right now in our brief moment in history. Right, right. You know, we're not a necessarily a history podcast. No, no, no. <laughs> we are recent history. Yeah, recent history <laughs> podcast, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, so I go back to, to Colin and that whole idea, you know, he was kneeling uh, for the national anthem. Colin Kaepernick is, uh, was the quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. Um, and... This was very interesting to me. All right. This is just my opinion here. Uh, he spoke to military people prior and he, he asked them, got some permission, if you will, uh, from them to kneel. He told them what he was thinking and why he was doing it. Well, wait, wait, wait. First, he was sitting. He sat, I think, for one or two. Correct. Um, and then he asked someone, hey, how should I be doing this? Correct. And my understanding and I'm pretty sure this is true, is that it was, a, I, I think he was a football player, but he was a former Green Beret, so a, a military, he was a veteran. Yes. Mm -hmm. And the veteran told him, you should be kneeling. 
is how you should be doing this. How, so that way you show respect right. to uh, those who served, but you're still being able to, if you will, protest um, about police, brutal- police brutality. Is really yeah, what it was. I, I guess that's the important thing. What was he protesting against? It was police brutality. Right. So he went and he started doing this, and then it kind of like took off. And then it really started to split everyone because people had different opinions. And they were, you know, it, it got usurped, if you will, uh, and made a political issue. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that what happened there, why it got to that particular point, and this is my personal opinion, is just because I understand what Colin was doing and why. And I agree with what he was doing and why. But he didn't really have a solid plan of action. Mm, you don't think so? I believe he was still figuring it out. Uh, that's possible. What was your, I guess, what was your initial reaction? I like to know people's initial reaction. Um, kind of kind of gives me like a, a baseline of, of what they were thinking. What was your initial reaction when you saw Colin kneeling? I was like, what is he doing? Okay. You know, I was like, okay, what is he doing? I really didn't understand fully this whole idea of a peaceful protest, mm-hmm. right? And he was trying to ha- do a peaceful protest using his platform to, you know, shed a light and create awareness mm-hmm. uh, on what was happening to blacks. Mm-hmm. So when I heard that part of it, I was like, great, awesome. Glad that you're using your, your publicity to be seen and heard and helping those people who don't necessarily have a voice as strong as his uh, to be able to, to get this out there. So my initial reaction was like, initially, what is he doing? Mm-hmm. And then when I found out, I was like, oh, that's great. But then that's kind of where it ended. I mean, it didn't really end there. It exploded a little bit. No, no, no. I mean, it ended in the sense of what was he doing? Like he hadn't donated anything to any um, uh, nonprofit that's working to to help with social justice and what have you. Like there was nothing that had happened yet. And this is what I was talking Mm -hmm. about. There was a lack of of like a solid plan moving forward. Like you, you made the protest. Okay. What did you want to see moving forward? We mm-hmm. were still wondering what that was about. And I think Stephen A. Smith uh, was the one who said it best. He's an al- analyst for, for ESPN and um, has a great show, First Take. Um, and the idea is he was like, dude, you're killing us right now because you don't. What, what's your plan? It seemed like he didn't know wh- the direction which he was, where he wanted to take this. Okay, that, that, that raises a question in my mind. Sure. Do you always necessarily need a plan to protest? I would assume so, in my personal opinion. I'll tell you why. Okay. If you are disgruntled about something, Mm -hmm. then you obviously want it to change. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to speak up about it, in my humble opinion, so someone else won't usurp what you are trying to do, Mm -hmm. then you have to have a plan. Even if it's not the best plan or the perfect plan, you have to have an idea of what you want to see and where you want it to go. And I think that 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 wasn't clearly um, shared, if you will, okay. when he when Colin was interviewed. Do you think maybe perhaps it was just to shed light on something? Could that have been, for instance, we have uh, something like Breast Awareness Month. Yeah. Yes. Where the whole purpose of this is just to shed light on it. There's not really an an action plan for that particular. Uh, cause mm-hmm. it's just breast awareness month do you think perhaps colin was just protesting to get people aware 
of something? Is is that possible? I think so. All right. That's that's a good point. So that's that's why I'm wondering, is it always do you always have to have this big old long plan of action if you see something that's wrong and perhaps you don't know what you should do or others should do, but you know something's wrong. Well, here's here's the thing. So I hear what you're saying, right. and, and this is kind of where I come from with statements. Mm-hmm. People who acknowledge something that happened, George Floyd gets killed, and all of a sudden I'm gonna talk about our church. Mm-hmm. I love my church. Mm-hmm. All right. Company man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the idea is um, one thing that drives me mad about about it is you make a statement. We already know this is wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why do you have to make a statement if you know it's wrong? Right. So my point is, if you're just going to make a, a protest to shed light on something, you're in essence making a statement without words. Mm. So then what I'm trying to get at is if you're just going to state a fact that okay. is already known then you have to back it with a plan. That's the reason why I said it got usurped because now it became a political issue and they started saying that he was, you know, he was uh, disrespecting the the military and all this extra stuff because he's disrespecting the flag, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, the truth is, and we talked a little bit about this when we talked about Drew Brees, right? The idea is this is what our those soldiers fought for and mm-hmm. he sought guidance mm-hmm. from a soldier yeah. in no, how to do this right. And so I, I agree with you on a, on a certain level. But, but part of me is like, you know what? He should have, should he have had a, a, a grander plan? Maybe so. But at the same time, I don't find a problem with someone saying, hey, listen, there is a problem. Obviously, the problem is if people knew it is obvious. Mm-hmm. But I think to Colin and many other people, the problem wasn't obvious to other people. Bruce, police sure. brutality wasn't on a lot of people's radar as much as it is now, right? Agreed. And it became to be more on the radar because of his kneeling. Um, now, I, I'll be honest. When I first saw it, I was like, I had no idea. I was like, okay, cool. He's kneeling. I didn't think anything of it. And, and this may be controversial, too, because we'll get it. I don't know if I should jump into this now, but... I didn't find kneeling to be disrespectful to the flag. Me neither. That's that's just me. I didn't I didn't realize that standing is the only way to respect the flag. Mm-hmm. I was actually just when people were saying it's disrespectful, I was like, oh, because in all honesty, I could see myself maybe doing that on accident. <laughs> and Agreed. It, you know, I do a lot of things by accident. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit of a buffoon. And, and sometimes people will tell me I'm doing something wrong. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, right. I think they're joking and they're serious. I'm like, oh, wait, no, they're not joking. Uh, I can see myself kneeling. I see Colin over there and like, yeah, I'm a little, little tired too. Let me kneel for this one as I get ready for the game. And then someone get mad at me. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing this? Um, but also, here's a little bit of a, a, the controversial side. Um, I don't, I don't see it as disrespectful. That's just me. And as a... Bible-believing Christian, Mm -hmm. I also believe the fact that you're expecting someone to stand for a symbol of freedom is a little bit weird. (laughs) (laughs) It's a symbol of freedom. Mm -hmm. But but not only that, you're you're putting an undue priority on that symbol and demeaning someone else— because they're not doing something the way you think you should do it. And that's fair. 
I now, if you're gonna take it to the religious side, oh, let's, uh, yeah, then I, I then it's gonna get a little. Uh, it's gonna get a little <laughs> muddy here because I know now. Now forgive me. I want to say forgive me now because I know I'm going. Some people are gonna disagree at least with some of my statements. Mine Go too. Ahead. Sorry. Ah, uh, yeah. Look, forgive me as well. You know our our rules. We're gonna keep it clean, open, honest. We're gonna make mistakes, and you know we're also gonna offend everyone equally. So the idea <laughs> is, <laughs> right now. Yeah, if if spiritually, if you're going that route, then yeah, I mean, putting my hand over my my chest to say the the Pledge of Allegiance and all this other stuff, you know, like these kind of practices or traditions are cultural. Do they make you a little uncomfortable? They did. They did. Yeah, I got used to it, you know, because I had to do it in school. Yeah, and here's my problem: we do it in school, right? Um, and we pledge allegiance. Mm Hmm. To a flag. And as a Christian who Jesus is my Lord and Savior. And only he is my Lord and Savior. And I feel like to him is the only person I should be pledging allegiance to. Personally. That's personally what I think. I hear you. Now, I know he's blessed this country. And this country was was started for a purpose. I, I, I know God has had his hand in that. But at the same time, we sometimes, I, I believe we sometimes put our country and our flag ahead of God. Uh-oh. And, and, and here's an example of this. I, there was a church I once worked at, and I think other churches do this too, but there was three flags, right? The American flag was in the middle, and it was the highest. Then there was the state flag and the Christian flag, and both of those were lower into the sides. Mm-hmm. To me, that almost looked like, well, my country comes first. Then everything else is at the bottom. And I feel like when we stand and when we pledge allegiance, and I know this is a controversial statement, I am, I'm not trying to be unpatriotic because I love this country and I believe it, it's the best place for freedoms and to, and to move up. Don't, don't get me wrong with that. Don't get me wrong on this. But I do believe as a, as a Bible-believing Christian, our allegiance should be to God and God alone. Amen. And I'm with you. And it always, you know what, what I found weird too, or a little uncomfortable is why on earth do we have a Christian flag? (laughs) (laughs) Like really? Like we don't, we don't put our hand over our chest when we're going to do over our hearts. You know, when we're doing the the pledge to the Christian flag, we actually just raise our hand. Mm, Interesting. So, so to me, again, it's, it's that same concept to me. I agree. You know, as you're saying that, that I agree, we should only be pledging allegiance to, to our God. But then again, I also understand when you give to Caesar what is Caesar's mm-hmm. idea, and if we're not violating any commandment or anything God has told us to do, I mean, it's not like we're worshiping the flag or Ooh. or any of that. Are, are, we, sort, are, are we, we not? I mean, they say the flag represents a being, right? Like, like you heard the, the how this works, right? Where if a flag touches the ground, you got to, like, burn it or bury it. Or these are diff- different things are... It has very. It borders nuanced. on worship, Curcio. Okay, I hear you. I hear you. But it borders on worship. I hear you. But again, <laughs> this is why I'm saying if you're gonna go the religious route on this, no, no, no. I now don't. we need to change the 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 title to this podcast from uh, uh this episode. Sorry, from protest to to flag allegiance. Okay, you know, right, allegiance right, right. Yeah, flag. That, Maybe that's another. <laughs> maybe we're going down a, a hole. But but no no. But again, I, I hear what you're saying. And, and and here's why I say it because he was protesting to bring light to something. Yes. And they were protesting him because he wasn't standing for the flag, mm-hmm. which 
as a as a Christian, I believe does doesn't make sense in my worldview. And I know mm. others disagree with me, and I've heard their their point of view, and 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 I value it. Um, but I I, I want to make sure that even in our when we see other people protesting, that we're thinking about it from two sides here. Yes. And as from a Christian perspective as well. Uh, I, I might have cut you off there. Sorry. No, you're good. Um. So, anyways, we we get back to Colin, and he's he's kneeling, and other players kneeled as well. Um, and many people think that Colin Kaepernick was blackballed because of his protest. Yes. And then it, this this leads me to what kind of protests are acceptable. And I'm glad you brought that up because I think we talked about this again in our earlier uh, episode one. So go ahead and check that out when you have a moment. But the idea is there's never a good time to protest. Mm, no. And there really isn't a quote-unquote right way to protest either. And when I guess we'll get to that here in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But the idea is, yes, like people didn't embrace it. People didn't appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And it's n- protests are not necessarily welcome. But listen to this. How did we as a nation that we both already established that we love mm-hmm. become free from the Brits? Well, there was a little bit of a rebellion, wasn't there? Uh, just a little bit, you know. <laughs> and, and the reality is, with that, you know, here we are. Mm-hmm. So so the idea is, when you want change, this is kind of the way to try to get it. So, so what about those people who said, I don't want protests in my sports. I just want to be entertained. I don't come to watch a political thing. Well, that's that's their opinion. Okay. But again, the players are not slaves to play the sport. Mm-hmm. They're still free human beings. Mm-hmm. That is their vocation, even though it's a sport. I wish I, you know, I could play a sport. Some people do vocation. make this argument, though, that it's on private property, mm-hmm. and owners can and owners did say, "Hey, stand for the national anthem." Mm-hmm. So there's there's that component too, right? So what do you say to some, uh, once again, so what do you say? Hey, not in my sport, not while I'm trying to relax. Well, I mean, they're entitled to that. I mean, people even blackballed the NFL because of that, mm-hmm. I think, for one season where they were like, I'm blacking you out because I don't want to see this. There were people who were complaining and saying, I'm not going to support the NFL this year because they got these uh, people protesting, right? Um, they can use their platform. Sure. And, and like you said, there's no right time to protest because usually you're protesting something that <laughs> most people don't want to hear. <laughs> and so they're like, no, 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 that doesn't exist. They put their f- fingers in their ears and, and start uh, humming or doing whatever. Mm-hmm. So Colin Kaepernick obviously was a, an athlete and he had influence. Yes. His influence was in the arena of football. So if you're going to protest, it makes sense to me that you would protest in that arena. I heard people say the argument, well, why doesn't he go to a a, a park? He can go to a park and and, and protest there. That's not protest. That <laughs> That's like saying, hey, go to your house and protest it. Go to this place where no one's going to see you, where you have no influence. Right. Or even go on, on Twitter, but people will will still not listen to you there. He He went where he had the most to show that's right and and that makes sense i mean think about this if you put a tiktok video about you kneeling by uh, an american flag the impact is minimal the light that he's trying to shed 
on that topic is not going to be as strong. Mm -hmm. If you do it in a place where there are thousands of people watching, Mm -hmm. in a critical moment that often is televised, Mm -hmm. you are getting mass appeal. And the the, um, TV crews or the cameras were... On him, yeah, they were they were looking for him. Okay, and, and and this is the deal. And again, there there was a whole bunch of of stuff that happened. There were players that didn't support it. There were players who were military people that didn't support it. Mm-hmm. Alejandro Villanueva comes to mind, uh, okay. one of the offensive linemen for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and had his his opinion about that. Mm-hmm. Other others decided we're not gonna kneel. We're going to lock arms. Mm-hmm. Others decided that they were gonna stand next to the person kneeling, but they were gonna put their hand on their shoulder. Mm-hmm. Right. They had different ways to to protest and show solidarity. Mm-hmm. So my point, going back to what the original you know line was, what we were talking about, he's not gonna go to a place where he's not gonna have the light that he would like to shed on it. He's gonna do it in a place where it's most visible. Right. So he used his job, right. if you will. Owners though have the right to say what they want their players to do. They do. Right? Because they're they're the bosses yep. in essence. But the player can suffer the consequences for the decision that they made. And many and, people and think Colin he did. did. Yeah. Many people think he did. I'm not sure I, I totally buy into that, but that's a that's another subject for another day. I mean, oh, that's okay. that's yeah, for we'll our that. sports podcast, sports <laughs> and politics. Sure, we're not um, going to go there. <laughs> so we won't go there. But I, I do want to explore this a, a little further because it, it was relatively a peaceful protest. It was. And he wasn't really that outspoken. Nope. He wasn't talking a ton. He was just doing that. He stated what he was doing it for. And a lot of controversy happened. And now, as we move forward to the protests that ensued because of George Floyd. Okay. And now we start to look at things a little differently. Now there's been this mass movement of protests over mm-hmm. the past few months uh, that have seen a lot of different protests all around the country. And, and those have looked interesting. Mm. Most of them peaceful, but... Not all of them peaceful. Yeah, and so now we're we're, we're kind of, kind of going there, and I guess I I guess I'm I'm a little conflicted here as to what's considered a protest and not a protest here. Um, I know there was a lot of rioting and looting. Yes, that many people said were part of the protests, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they weren't welcome either, right? So we want to go ahead and establish that. Um, but, you know, I I am a supporter of protest, peaceful protest. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it gets to rioting, I'm not necessarily in favor of riots mm-hmm. and I'm not in favor of looting. And a lot of people uh, that I've had the opportunity to speak with are like, they're hurting themselves. What's the point of doing that? Uh, it's not helping anything or making or advancing anything, really. But I did some some digging and I wanted to see okay. what what uh, MLK had to say about this, right? Oh, and okay. um, I, I have a little bit of his stuff on here, too. Okay, go All right, on. Let good, me good hear stuff. You. All right, so in 1966, on September 27, he was interviewed um, by Mike Wallace, uh, who worked for CBS, mm-hmm. and uh, he asked him about the increasing vocal minority. That's kind of the, down the question that Mike Wallace was asking him, uh, who disagreed uh, with his devotion, MLK's devotion, to nonviolent tactics, mm-hmm. right? And um, MLK admitted that there was such a minority, so it's not everyone who wants to do it this way. Um, But this is what he said. 
He contended, he says, and this is MLK, and I contend that the cry of black power is, at bottom, a reaction to the, re- the reluctance sorry, of white power to make the kind of changes necessary to make justice a reality for the Negro. Mm. This is what he said. Now, he continued. I think that we've got to see that a riot, okay, is the language of the unheard. And what is, what is it that America has failed to hear? It has failed to hear that the economic plight of the Negro poor has worsened over the last few years. So even though I don't support riots and looting, I kind of understand why it's happening. Okay. As a Christian now, because we always got to bring that into play, right? Because we are Christians. Mm-hmm. I still don't want to go down the, the rioting and looting part. I want us to stick to the peaceful protest and try to make the changes that need to be made uh, for these things to end. But if you keep saying things and saying things in a peaceful way, and nothing happens. This was back in 1966. Mm-hmm. We're in 2020. Mm-hmm. It feels like they're being unheard or overlooked. Where do you go from there? All right. Let, let, me, uh, let me contrast this a little bit. I had the same quote. Oh, you did? Yeah, because there was a little bit of a, dif- a difference in the first part here. But I'll, re- I'll read this one as well. Because obviously on, on social media, mm-hmm. when people would be condemning the riots a lot of people would be using this quote. Right. Right. And, you know, the, the, the quote, the, the exact quote that you see on social media is, is just the part of a riot is the language of the unheard. Okay. Right. That's the one that you would see. And actually, I, I saw this article or this, this interview that uh, Martin Luther King's daughter had with Jimmy Fallon. Cool. And he's asking her about it, and she's saying, well— he did say that, but I'm, I'm tired of people taking his words out of context. Okay. And she said there was a deeper context to that, that he never condoned the writing. Okay. He did give a reason for it being there. Mm-hmm. All right. And so the same quote, except certain conditions continue to exist in our society, which must be condemned as vigorously mm-hmm. as we condemn riots. So interesting how he's he's basically saying, hey, listen, these riots are wrong, mm-hmm. but we also need to stop talking about the riots and talk about the reason behind the riots. Exactly. Right. And, you know, you also saw on social media people say, well, people are more upset about the riots than they are about a black man being killed. Mm. Yeah. I think on a certain level that's deep and it's true. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure it's always true, though. It's it is kind of putting words in people's mouth just because they're saying that riot's wrong doesn't mean they're saying or are not upset about the plight of, you know, the people being oppressed. And so I, I just find when we see statements like this, we oftentimes just look at narrow minded and we're just looking at that quote. and We're just saying, well, well, we're looking about a way to uh, to justify what we're about to do or sure. what we're doing. And, and people who, who are doing the rioting and hear this, then they say, well, we have an excuse to riot. Mm. Um, now, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, um, but I have heard of, of places where they, they, 
there was going to be a peaceful protest that was scheduled. And then when they arrived, there were bricks mm -hmm. just available to them to use. Right. And I think that that the Bible tells us that the way that you kind of lower the tempers in a squabble, and I'm paraphrasing mm -hmm. loosely here, you know, is by giving a soft response. Mm -hmm. You know, not escalating. It, you're not meeting the type of 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 contention that you're you're feeling, right? Or tension that is being built up. Don't keep building it up. Just go the other way. Mm -hmm. Well, people are being tempted to to lose their temper. Mm -hmm. You know, and um, when when people are in this state, and and think about this. Like you got to add everything that is happening right now mm. with people were quarantining for a long time. Mm -hmm. You know. Uh, they they literally watched a murder before their eyes. Mm. If you watch the George Floyd video, mm. right? It's a tough video to watch. And then, you know, you've been cooped up for a long time. There's this super polarization happening in 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 society right now in, here in the U.S. It was just the perfect time for this. It was a powder keg. Yeah, yeah. So 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 what I'm saying is, again, I, I go back to the to the point. I I support protest mm -hmm. i prefer peaceful protest i don't support rioting and looting but i also understand why they're happening and it's not an excuse and here's here's what i'm getting at mm -hmm. it's not an excuse for people who don't appreciate rioting and looting to say see they don't deserve what they're asking for mm. okay. because see oftentimes when kids tantrum mm -hmm. we as a parent try to at least me I try to buckle down even more mm -hmm. and dig in deeper and say, you're not going to beat me at this. Mm -hmm. And I feel that this is kind of what's happening. We're losing the point of the protest, which is what you pointed out. Mm -hmm. the, uh, 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 well, I'm sorry. The, the, the point of, that, of the riots that are taking place right, are taking away uh, from that. Mm -hmm. And what we're saying is, no, it, when it comes to these kind of issues, it's not about digging in and being right. I go back to what I shared before. We need to value the relationship more than being right. Mm hmm and even if it comes to our child understanding their need and why they're tantruming at that particular moment for that particular thing, mm -hmm. maybe we'll be able to understand also what's happening and the hurt that is behind why this is the way they react. Sure. Um, well, let me ask you this. Did or do peaceful protests work? Because here's another thing I've seen on, on social media. You didn't like this riding and they show someone kneeling. You didn't, I mean, sorry, protest. You didn't like this protest. They show people holding signs. But this, and, and then, and you don't, which protest is, uh, which protest is the one that should happen? Let, let me, let me try to rephrase that again. That Go was ahead. all over the place. That's okay. Go all right. Ahead. So on social media, you'll often see a picture of Colin Kaepernick kneeling. Yep. You didn't like them protesting like this. Right. Then there's one of them holding signs, of protesters holding signs. Right. Well, you didn't like the protests here. Or marching. And then the looting. Right. And so it's basically saying here's this escalation yes. of protests. So my question is, and I have a thought on this, did or do pro peaceful protests work? I haven't investigated it to tell you if it did or didn't. Yeah. I want to think that at some point a peaceful protest did work. But I am also of the belief that it seems like it takes longer for a peaceful protest to actually make an impact. Ooh, you see, I disagree with you. All I right. disagree with you Go wholeheartedly ahead. there. Go ahead. I believe that peaceful protests work. However, change is always slow. And when it's a huge injustice and you're seeing slow, slow progress, 
and it's hurting, your emotions start to get, you know, more invested and you mm-hmm. feel like you have to escalate. Mm-hmm. But with Martin Luther King, to me, the starkest contrast when I would see the peaceful protests and see the reaction to the peaceful protests and see those who did not like the protests getting angry and upset, mm. those were so much more powerful of a scene than someone rioting or getting upset because of an oppression. It yeah. was the peacefulness compared to the anger that showed me, oh man, this, this was huge. Of course, if someone's going to throw a, a rock at your business, you are going to be upset and you're going to retaliate in anger as well. Mm-hmm. And then the contrast isn't there. Mm-hmm. And so here's the thing is that Colin Kaepernick's protest was working because so many people were watching, so many people were talking about it, and the only thing they could talk about was a peaceful demonstration that they thought was disrespectful, right? They couldn't say, look, Ka- Kaepernick is being mean and nasty. No, they could only point to this thing that he was doing quietly and peacefully and it was bringing so much attention to that and yes it takes time and yes it didn't change anything but when you compare and contrast here's a peaceful protester and how are they reacting to this peaceful process they're they're reacting with anger and with malice and with and over time i feel like that's a stronger statement than an actual riot because when you do riot it does give oh you see oh look Which, and they're calling us bad right and and this is kind of what i said earlier right, right? where it's like you, you you see what's happening and you don't agree with it so now you're going to dig deeper into what you believe and you're not going to listen to mm-hmm. the perp to the to the person who is protesting right so and, and i hear you and, and you're right i i believe that it has a stronger uh there's a stronger element to peaceful protesting versus rioting. I get that. Mm-hmm. But you and I know this. Change normally happens when somebody important dies. Because, see, they were doing all of these peaceful marches and all of these different things. But true change didn't really happen until Martin Luther was killed. So so, so people were seeing it. See, I'm... But, that... but, but, but think about it. Think about okay, it. Okay. Go back and go back. Let's even talk about the establishment of state and regional conferences mm-hmm. within our church. Oh, oh well, we're talking about protests, not that. Now we're going off on a, Okay, okay go, fine. Go. I, I don't want to go there. But what I'm trying to say, all right, let's let's use something else. Let's use something else. Uh you could use it. I mean, you're we're you're talking about the change now. I, I understand. Right. But I see, I'm not sure I agree with that. I believe if Martin Luther King Jr. had, had continued to live, we would have seen changes happen in a more positive light because when change happens because of negativity, there's a lot more bitterness. There's a lot more resentment and it's not true change. What it, what happens is that the people who are changing feel like they something's being taken away from them. Yes. And this is what I'm saying though, that unfortunately mm-hmm. It feels like the peaceful protests leave a, 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 a sweeter taste in the mouth. I agree completely. No, I don't believe that. I don't believe that either, though. I don't believe they leave a sweeter taste in the mouth. Well, they don't feel like something was taken away from them. Oh, okay, in the long run. In yeah, that, yeah, in yeah, that yeah. sense yeah. is what I'm saying. But then, but then you, you, if you look at how long it takes to make that change, mm-hmm. 
it gets fast-tracked when death happens. And this is what I, what I was trying to say earlier, where it was that it was like Martin Luther King was getting recognition. Mm-hmm. His voice was being heard. Mm-hmm. His dream was being shared. Mm-hmm. We get it. All the way to the nation's capital. We saw it. But what I'm trying to say is what gave it the true oomph over the wall, if you will, mm-hmm. was when he died. Yeah, but did it? Did it really? Because look where we're at today. And many people will say nothing has changed. I don't believe that either. I believe lots has changed. Yes. And I believe looking at the positive as well as the negative so that we can grow. But we're still in some very similar places. Even though he did die. and Yes. And this is what I'm saying. But it fast tracks some of the changes that did happen. Mm. I think. But look. But look. This is my point. Okay. Okay. But with the peaceful protesting... Mm -hmm. We're still seeing that not much more has changed. So, so, so this is what I'm trying to say. It's like protesting sheds light mm-hmm. on the fact that people are frustrated and upset. But at the same time, if there's no plan, yeah, you're stuck. No, I, I think the no plan is is a huge, huge thing. Let me let me preface something here because I I don't want to be people to get carried away with this we do not we do not think that um all the protesting was rioting no or that all the rioters were protesters correct i do believe there's evidence that some of the people protesting i mean some of the people rioting were not protesting okay that they were just a part of a mob mentality there were some who were but I believe that most of the protests were peaceful, most of them. I do believe there were some protests that, that did get out of hand, and one side will, will blame the authorities, one side will blame the protesters. And that's, that's complications too. But I, I know that people were probably listening to us and say, not the, the looters weren't you know, necessarily the protesters. Right, and MLK said that. It was the minority. Yeah. There, there's a minority. It's the, same, it's the same argument then for police officers. Yeah. Not all police officers are bad, mm. but we blanket statement them. Sure. You know, there's a small percentage. I have friends that are that are police officers and former police officers, and they're fantastic. Right. You know, and they would never uh, violate people the way that we're seeing. Mm-hmm. You know? and, and what I'm looking at is the, the few are ruining it for the bunch. And, and we tend to do that. And it's the same concept even in, in, in protesting where it's like or, or rioting for that for that matter. You know, it's like, OK, you're protesting. Then you're about all this, you know, whatever is going on. And you're, in, you're you're just blanketed into that whole movement or whatever it is. Right. And what I'm trying to say is we need to to stop and listen. Mm-hmm. This is part of like even our rules here. You need to stop and listen. Right. Listen beyond your emotions. Mm-hmm. Listen beyond you saying no. It has to be my way or the highway. Sure. Listen beyond your your experience and and try to understand the other person's experience. Mm. I think that's important. I mean, really listening to both sides. And this may be a topic for another time, but we are looking for certain things, and we're we're finding what we're looking for but we're not always looking for the other perspective. Correct. And that's something I believe is important as we have these conversations. 
have these conversations together. Sure. Look, we, we're running out of time. Yeah. But I, I wanted us to touch on Jonathan Isaac. Oh, Jonathan Isaac. You're a Magic fan. Oh, yes. I love the Magic. So we know what's happening right now in the NBA bubble mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. in the WNBA bubble mm-hmm. uh, where they're even the MLS, I think, was doing something yeah, like this. They're all kneeling. OK, so the idea is they're kneeling and they're wearing shirts, black shirts that say Black Lives Matter on mm-hmm. them. Right. Jonathan Isaac, though, said not me. And the reason why he chose not to do it was. And let's paint this picture. Up to that point, every player had kneeled and worn the shirt during the national anthem up until this point. Yes. Now, Jonathan Isaac is a black player. Yes, he is. And he said, or he chose. He chose to stand. And not wear the Black Lives Matter shirt. Mm. And his reasoning was his beliefs. His beliefs. Well, now, first off, he got a lot of flack for that. He did. He got a lot of people saying... And, and questioning him, even right after the game. Now, I will say this. His teammates didn't question him. His teammates stood be, be, behind him. And even they asked players from the other side, and they're like, I know Jonathan. He's a good guy. I, I, I support him. It's his decision. That's his decision to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure they all necessarily agreed with him. But I did see on social media, even some people that I know were kind of frustrated with the fact that he didn't uh, kneel or wear the shirt. Correct. So what do you think about that, PJ? Well, personally, I'm a Jonathan Isaac fan because he's a Magic player. And his name is Jonathan. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> once again, I believe in freedoms. Okay. So to me, it's a little bit of a hypocrisy to say you need to do this the way we do it when the argument for kneeling was you need to do it the way we need to do it. So kudos to him for uh, standing up. I think it was a brave moment. It was. Now, what conversations he had with his friends or not, I don't know. And I know there was a lot of flack because of his reasoning. His reasoning was basically he's, he, he's an ordained minister. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't. He's an ordained minister. And his reasoning was the gospel. That's what he said. And he said, I don't believe a shirt, wearing a shirt or kneeling correlates with whether black lives matter or not. Because he asked. They, he, they, were, they asked him, as a black man, <laughs> do you believe black lives matter? Duh. That's kind of a ridiculous statement, first off. Agreed. Uh, and he's like, yes, of course I believe that. I believe black lives matter. But I don't believe wearing the shirt or uh, kneeling during the national anthem correlate to that. And he went into this thing about, I believe the gospel. Listen, we've all made mistakes. We tend to highlight the ones that are most seen. Mm. Um, he even mentioned... He even mentioned a little bit, he's like, black lives are important, as well as all lives are important, which probably was a controversial statement for some. Contradictory, yep. Um, Not contradictory, but controversial, because some people don't like the all lives matter statement. True, but I'm saying it's kind of... I guess within the politics of this. Uh, Right. Yeah, okay, I I get what you're saying. Um, So he he was talking about how some people point fingers for this and not this. And I feel like he was trying to be inclusive to all people. And he, he basically, his basic statement was, hey, listen, we need the gospel to really make changes. And racism isn't the only change we need to make. So he was making kind of this more holistic statement. Right. And it, again, he seeing it spiritually now, mm-hmm. and this is a spiritual podcast. There you go. It's a sin problem. Mm-hmm. These protests, all of this that we're seeing, everything that's unfolding before our, our, our eyes is a sin problem. He didn't label it like this, mm-hmm. but this is my opinion. 
Well, it's my opinion too, but it is also a little bit of a controversial statement as well. And it opens up a can of worms because I've heard people say, well, it's a heart issue. Only Jesus can change the heart. And then there's the, then there's the backlash. Well, if, if we wait for everyone to change the heart before we do anything, nothing will happen. Yes. So, and, I, and I've heard those arguments as okay. well. All right. My position, though, is if we can acknowledge the fact that it is a sin issue, mm-hmm. and yes, God is the one ultimately who can change the heart, right? Mm-hmm. But at the end of it, we're all sinners. Yeah. So it puts us all on the same level. Now you can acknowledge color. Mm-hmm. You can acknowledge race. Mm-hmm. You can acknowledge gender. You can acknowledge, uh-oh, sexual preferences mm-hmm. and understand that we're all sinners. Mm-hmm. Some sins are seen, some sins are unseen, mm. but we're all sinners. Yeah. And Jesus came to save sinners. Mm. And I think that if we can take that approach and understand, you know what? They may look different, talk different, eat different, dress different, all of these different things. But at the end of the day, we are all the same. It's beautiful. And I think we'll touch on this in, in, in a future podcast as well. But getting back to our topic. Go ahead. Should Christians protest? Yes. Okay. Just ask uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Oh, man. So they stood when they were supposed to be kneeling. Worshipping. <laughs> oh, worshipping. Sorry. Sorry. I didn't want to. Um, yeah, and, and I think Ruth is a... Is a no, Esther. Esther, Esther yeah. is a powerful story of this as well. Yes. Um, read that and take a look at it. Um, the statement that God says to Esther, and once again, I'm, I'm paraphrasing this. He's like, "Hey, listen, I'm gonna get the, I'm gonna get the Jewish people out of this, mm-hmm. one way or the other. Yes. Um, and you need to speak up because if you don't, you're gonna die. Basically. And so she, she had a purpose to speak up for her, her own. And as Christians, we need to speak up for our own. And make sure that we're standing up for what's right. I do believe in protests. I do believe in peaceful protests. And the stark contrast that that can bring. Yeah. So Esther's story is in the book of Esther. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So (laughs) pretty simple there. Yeah. Uh, And then the three Hebrew boys are actually in Daniel chapter three. Yeah, Um, read those. And read those with an open eye and with with protesting in mind. Um, I I do believe we need to stand up for for the oppressed. But we, we also need to do this. We need to point people to the heavenly kingdom. Amen. And realize that that's really the only time we're really going to be restored. Yes. And what if we protested sin mm, against that'd be, sin? That'd be wonderful. You know what? Um, I think that's where we're, where we're at for now. Yep. Reach out to us, diversityonahill at gmail.com. And we are starting an Instagram page. What? Yeah, just so you kind of can, can can see us and see what we're doing. That's Diversity on a Hill. You can find us there. That's with the C. With a C. <laughs> Diversity. With a C. Yeah. <laughs> and, and hey, listen, why don't we end this off with a word of prayer? And Let's then do it. we'll sign off. Sounds good. Dear Heavenly Father, uh, Lord, we thank you so much for your grace, your love, and your mercy. And Lord, as we talk about some interesting topics about protesting and, and what that means and, and, and what our role is in that, Lord, we always want to be spirit-led. Lord, may we protest sin in our own lives yes. and come closer to you. Amen. And may we allow you to change us and to guide us and to have love for our fellow man, Lord, as we strive for unity 
in the gospel. Amen. We thank you for the gospel. We thank you for Jesus and the good news that he brings to us every day. Yes. Thank you for the listeners. Yes. And Lord, we just pray a blessing upon each one of us. And we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, hey, grace and peace. This is PJ and I'm out. This is Pastor K. See you later. Blessings. Blessings.